the thing we can do is start turning on each other. All was the coaching staff. All was this. All was that. Man, we Oklahoma. And we got to beat Oklahoma through the good and the bad. That doesn't change. And for this team, they have to just stay focused and play the next play. One day at a time, one play at a time, one game at a time. And things will turn around. Just trust the process. Trust BB. Trust Smitty. Trust everybody that's in that building. This thing is going to turn around. But we have to be patient. It takes time to build. Uh, we have a phenomenal program. But it takes time to build a great team. So give it some time. Yes, we didn't look great last week, obviously. We didn't look great the last couple weeks. It's okay, though. Be patient. Give it some time. I trust BB. I trust what they're doing. I love this school, and this thing is going to turn around, man. We just got to be patient with the guys. There's Gerald McCoy trying to bring a little bit of perspective to the situation. Does that make you feel any better, Tyler, or no? Um, yeah, yeah, it does, but at the same time, I keep hearing this week, just give it some time, and I'm like, well, how much time? Uh, this is not a very patient fan base. How much time are we talking about here, guys? I can wait, but how long are we, are we talking about? Because not, not having used to wait around here, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. How long? Um, I think, obviously, this offseason is going to be critical. The recruiting class that they currently have locked up, I guess you shouldn't ever get too excited until the ink hits the paper. But um, you look like you're going to be adding some good young talent. I don't know. I would expect... uh, very few, if any, of those guys to have any type of impact in the near future. But uh, you do have some talent coming in. The real critical part is, in my opinion, the transfer portal. We're going to be losing some guys, and they're going to be out there hunting some guys. And they've got to, they've got to hit it out of the park. I mean, that's, that's going to be the new thing, especially whenever you're uh, trying to do something in a hurry. It's going to be the transfer portal. So... We'll see what happens there. Um, I'm sure that's that's something that they are heavily, heavily involved in right now is hunting up some guys that you know they 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 can mark down and just see what happens with those guys if they end up going in the yep, portal or yep. not. Going to need a tight end in the portal. I think they yeah. definitely already know that you're going to need D line help. It's hard to yeah. find legit interior guys on the defensive line, but I'm sure they're searching, trying to find some D-line Depth help. Backer. backer help, for sure. I mean, kind of, I'm sure I'm sure everywhere. Yeah. I mean, quarterback, yeah. if, if Dylan Gabriel's going to come back, I think. you got Jackson Arnold coming in. If, if you find yep. someone no, you think you, you can get, then maybe, but, you know. Absolutely, they've got to be in the, quarter, in yeah. the transfer portal with quarterback. You, and I know uh, Jackson Arnold is – He's a five-star, absolute stud quarterback. But you cannot put all of your eggs in that basket. Uh, and I know we got Nick Evers, who's going to have another year of development, and hopefully he rounds into a really nice uh, uh, you know, option for you, backup quarterback. But, you know, they can't just hope on that. They've got to get some experience in for sure. Does uh, Davis Bevel ever take another snap at OU? And he, is he know. on the team next year? 
He may take a snap tomorrow. Oh, God, don't say that. I, well, I, I don't think he's taking a snap tomorrow. I think it would have to be a pretty drastic situation for that to happen. I don't think well, they throw him I'm out saying. there. It could be a, a drastic situation. I think they would so, just snap it to Braden Willis before they threw uh, Davis Bevel out there. I would say that it's unlikely, but I don't know. you got to tell me what the situation is. And the other thing is I have to know I still haven't heard, but I also, in fairness, haven't really uh, asked anyone that would know, but I'm still curious about the whole eye infection thing that I still haven't heard anything about. Well, it, was it an eye infection? Was it a uh, or allergic reaction? Allergic or, reaction? <laughs> what, what, whatever what it was. was it? He was throwing the ball just fine right before kickoff, whatever it was. Maybe, right. he, maybe well, and, and you should have played him. Maybe his eyes were all uh, puffy right before kickoff uh, because of the allergic reaction, and he was still throwing it on the money to, to Davis Bevel before the game. Should have still thrown well, him out there. It looked good. But what I'm saying is, like, if that's true and that did happen, well, then I, I would expect that that's who you would see should a backup quarterback come in. Like, if know, he was man. truly supposed to play and – he couldn't because he had an allergic reaction. Well, then I would expect that he would play this week. Oh, Unless, yeah, of course, yeah. General Booty. Yes. He, yeah. 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 Unless, of course, he has another allergic reaction, <laughs> right? So I don't know, like, what the truth of that whole situation is. So I don't really know how to take it. Like, if there's not any truth to it, then it just still kind of feels like Bevel's your backup. But yeah. I don't know. Um, Peyton was texting earlier in the show and, like, hey, I'm really nervous about KU's run game. Make me feel better. And it was, well, I think their best running threat is going to be out of the game, Jalen Daniels. Doesn't mean that KU can't run uh, the football tomorrow, and they definitely can with Jason Bean, but it kind of felt like Jalen Daniels, who's out for KU, was their biggest threat in the run game. Are you entirely sure he's not playing in the football game? I am uh, 85% sure. But, yeah. yes, the Twitter uh, – photos did make me nervous earlier this week yeah because you you tried to break the story right out of the gate that he was done for the season and it turns out that that was news i to tried Jalen to break Daniels. the story that was me well well you got it from someone else and tried to oh yeah put it off as fact the uh, the reporter up there in lawrence yeah i wonder how he's feeling <laughs> right now after that whole thing <laughs> oh boy that ain't fun yeah uh, um yeah i don't know if he does play, I would expect him to not be as as, as effective as normal. Well, I, he could be effective, but like he's not going to put his head down and try and run over people for first down. If he's got a separated shoulder, that dude's going to be in a lot of pain out there. So, um, like I, but you know, if they use him, it would probably mainly be running game stuff. But I. Highly unlikely. You did report yesterday that Dylan Gabriel's going to play on Saturday. So we do know that. And with that being the case, I think I would like to rank the six now, remaining games. Hang on a second. Games. I didn't report that. You said it on the show that he's playing. No, wh- oh, he's playing. What I, what I said was uh, current University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venable said that he fully expects him to play, and he said that uh, early in the week. I, ha- I heard a little matter-of-fact from you yesterday. 
Oh, oh he, he's he's playing. No, it, there's no well, maybe. He's he, he, he's playing. Okay. Part of that is he's playing. The other part of that is he better play. <laughs> well, I I think he's going to play tomorrow, and this is why I I, I rank the uh, the six remaining games in order of uh, most difficult to least difficult. Actually, i got to switch it now that Baylor lost last night. Uh, I'll do that on the fly. Uh, tell me if you think this list sucks and where you think KU ranks on this list. Uh, I think Oklahoma State at home is your uh, toughest remaining game. I'll say – oh, you already have an issue with this. It already sucks. Oklahoma State at home is the toughest remaining game. Uh-huh. I'll uh, say – Okay. I'll say At Tech is number two. I'll say Baylor at home is number three. At Iowa State is four. <laughs> at West Virginia is five. And KU is number six. Because here's why I'm putting KU at number six. Are you drunk? No. I, this is the only game I know for sure that Dylan Gabriel's playing in. So I have to put it as the easiest game. From, from here on out. And I don't think you're going to be an eight-and-a-half, nine-point favorite again this year. This game's also at home. Those others Ugh. are on the road for the most part. Sounds like you hate that list. Yeah, I hate the list. Are you kidding me? Well, revise it then. If you got the right answers, I think it's pretty good. Well, Iowa State is 0-3 in conference play. Um, so I would probably put that one as – the easiest on the road at Iowa State, and the the uh, the blueprint they've had against you here recently. <laughs> okay, all right, at Iowa State six. Yes, um, think you'll be a nine point favorite on the road at Iowa State. I bet you're not. I don't know. Well, a lot of that kind of depends on what happens against the University of Kansas now, doesn't it? Mm, uh, no, I, I don't think, regardless, they'll be a nine-point favorite. But anyway, at Iowa State's the easiest game left. Um, and then I think you have to go with um, probably at Tech. And then after that, probably at WVU. Good God, you got Kansas in the top three of – Toughest remaining games? Would you oh, like? Yeah. Huh. Mm. Let me give you a little news flash. I understand what they've done. Kansas so far already. This year. Kansas already it. beat Iowa State. Okay. Um, they'll likely beat Tech, and they'll likely beat West Virginia. All right. And I know there's some home and away here, but I'm going on like how good the football teams are. Yeah, I don't, think that, you're, I don't think you're factoring in enough the loss of personnel that KU has coming into this game offensively. I mean, they're without their best player. Will any other team OU plays from here on out be without their best player? Maybe not. In, I mean, probably not. I mean, that's, the, that's a big factor. Impossible to determine Impossible to, deter, to determine, you're right. But as of right now, we know that KU more than likely is going to be out their best player. I think that's a bigger factor than you realize. And, I mean, maybe out their best running back, too. You do realize that they were out their 
best player last week when they played TCU tooth and nail, and the guy that came in for Jalen Daniels, their best player, threw four touchdowns. I I, I understand that, yeah. Um, They also lost that game. Look, none of these games are easy. Like the, The text line is saying, what are you guys talking about? All these games are going to be difficult. We realize that. That's why it's so hard to come up with what's the easiest to toughest games or toughest to easiest, I guess, from here to the rest of the year. You could probably do uh, several different rankings. I rank it like this. OSU, Baylor, Kansas, West Virginia Tech, Iowa State. I can't believe you have Kansas last on that list. Because I know Are Dylan Gabriel. I know Dylan Gabriel's going to play this game. That's a huge plus. I know that KU's best player, and maybe one of the best. No, not maybe one of the best players in the conference is out. Maybe their best running back is out. This game is at home. I know the line doesn't necessarily tell the story of what the game's going to be like, but like I said, I don't think you're going to be an eight and a half or nine point favorite in any game remaining this year. I mean, yeah, I it's well, five I don't or care six. about the favorite uh, deal. Like, Iowa State's got one of the worst offenses in the country. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, hey, I could be wrong. Hey, let me say this. I hope Kansas is the easiest game that we have remaining so do just I. so we can uh, uh, we can get a W and get back on the right side of things. But um, my eyes tell me differently. Or maybe it should be the toughest remaining game and you still figure out a way to win by a touchdown tomorrow. Well, that would be great, Regard- too. Well, either one would be great. If they all get easier as we go, that would be, that w- that would be music to my ears. So we still have know. we still have some fighting left this hour. We still got to do the filling up the stat sheet segment coming up at five thirty, which we'll probably do. We probably won't go with the leading rusher. I, I don't know. Maybe we will. I don't think it really matters. We'll still find a way to argue about that. But well, I'm I'm honestly anxious to hear what the text line thinks. Like, what is the do okay. they think no, that it, Kansas yeah. is the easiest game didn't, remaining on the schedule? Didn't Bean, or? didn't Bean nearly beat OU last year? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Tulane nearly beat OU last year, too. So, I mean, there was several Fair teams. Fair point. Um, Which that quarterback's really good, too. Let's see. When has a couple of best players being out for a team mattered against us? Third-string quarterbacks look great against us. I'm nervous against their scout team. Understand that. Yeah, good point. Who leads the league in sacks and TFLs? Do they lead the conference in sacks? If they're not there, Kansas. they're close. They're, they are? They do? I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, I'll look it up real quick. No, they do not. They are number two. Actually, they're tied. They are tied with Oklahoma State and Kansas State at 16. Gunny says, little brother is the toughest, then Baylor, then Kansas, then Tech, then Iowa State, then West Virginia. Baylor's just been kind of the throwaway in this list, saying, oh, yeah, they're number two, number three, whatever. Um, They're three and three right now. Are we sure that's the case? I don't know. Frankly, I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to know with Baylor. At times you see really, really good play, and then at times you see uh, what what happened to the Baylor we know and, and watched a year ago. Um, you know, I think quarterback has been a little bit of an issue for them. Their running game isn't what it was a year ago, and although they play really well defensively against the run, 
uh, they've given up some some big plays there, without a doubt. So, I I have Baylor as number two as the most difficult, but I I could be convinced that Kansas is ahead of Baylor. Um, but. the 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 rebuttal that you should have had that the text line finally said to prove that I'm uh, just got awful on this one, putting KU where they're at. We're wearing OSU's hand-me-down clown suits tomorrow. <laughs> so people are saying the alternate uniforms is the reason why Kansas is a lot tougher game than what I'm ranking it at. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Which, speaking um, of, Gerald McCoy had a pretty good line today. Actually, he had several good lines when he was on the uh, T-Row in the morning show. He had uh, one drop that was pretty good. What did he say here? I'm trying to pull it up on our Twitter page. Uh, talking about Sooner Magic. He said... Uh, the term Sooner Magic comes from stuff not being perfect and us figuring it out, which was pretty good. But yeah. then he uh, you know, said the Unity uniforms. He's basically like, God, I mean, is this not the perfect time for Unity? I mean, we kind of need it right now, right, with everything that's going on? He, uh, right. he is a big uh, advocate of the, uh, of the uh, uniforms uh, that they're know, wearing tomorrow. And shockingly, I – I didn't think I would be, but I kind of fell into that spot too. I think they look really good. Um, like if we're going to do, if you're telling me we have to do an alternate and I have to choose between this this uniform they're wearing tomorrow and the Rough Rider, it buddy, close, it ain't man. even close. It's not close. And the, the best combination of the Rough Riders is still not even close to this one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I say that having not seen them yet in person, like maybe my opinion changes, but – like the mock-ups of them, the helmet, like everything looks really, really cool so far. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I mean, it'll be weird seeing uh, an OU team out there in gray, but I don't know. Uh, as of right now, I, I had a much um, much better reaction to it than I thought I was going to. Um, hey, right. real, real, yeah. real quick. So we gave out, I mean, six tickets today on the show. Well, four tickets on this show, two on Locked In. And two of the tickets that we gave away – um, were, to, were, were to this guy that says, thanks, Tyler and KREF. I had season tickets for 42 years but stopped because of COVID. This will be my first OU football game that I have attended since. That's awesome. Nice. Appreciate Air Comfort Solutions awesome. for uh, providing us tickets to someone that had season tickets for 42 years in their first game back since COVID. And you know how the text line works. If they lose tomorrow – this person will be blamed and will not be able to go to another home game again. Well, I don't know. That, that'd be a stretch blaming uh, this gentleman for, for the, the losing streak that we're on. I think uh, the other side is probably true. If we win, uh, we need to put this guy on, on our shoulders and carry him around the block. Probably so. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Hanging out at Toby Keys. I love this bar and grill. New location right here in Moore. Right out in front of Warren Theater, right off I-35. You can't miss us. Still have all the favorites from the menu uh, up at the Bricktown location. And we've got happy hour every day, Monday through Friday, 3 to $7. fifty off all domestic beers. And then you got the 250 Bush Lights, Miller High Lives, and PBRs all day, every day here at Toby Keys. I love this bar and grill. This is your home. This week doesn't get any easier. Uh, a good football team. Um, a lot of similarities offensively with us and them as far as production. Very different. Well, that was supposed to be Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham talking about Muleshoe. 
But that was the worst audio that I've ever he uh, heard in my entire life. So we're not going to play or even care what Utah's head coach has to say yeah. about the USC Trojans coming in. How'd you screw that up? I uh, I don't know. That was bad, man. Woo. That was some really bad audio. All right. What um, was he? Do, do you have any? Can you like summarize no, what he was saying? No. Nah, I oh, mean, okay. it was basically a segue into which teams that are undefeated going into Saturday are going to walk out with their first loss of the year. We can still do that. Um, someone's going to walk out of a loss in the big house tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. 5-0 and Penn State, 6-0 and Michigan. Is it going to be Penn State walking out of the stadium with their first loss of the year? I don't know. I hate that I have to pick a team to win this game. Um, I feel like it's going to be a, a competition to see who can lose it. Uh, don't trust either quarterback. Jeez. The Clifford kid. Um, I, they're both good, but, you know. I, Three combined picks on of, the year between J.J. McCarthy and Sean Clifford. Yeah, but we're kind of we're kind of skewed a little bit on Michigan after last year. I Pretty much the whole tenure under uh, Harbaugh, they haven't been able to win big games. And it's really the same thing with PSU um, under Franklin. Um I think Penn State, like with the young running backs and a couple of the really nice players they have are, are good, but I just don't think they're good enough at quarterback. I think McCarthy's got more talent. I'll take Michigan because they're at home. I'll take Michigan because they have a pretty good run game. That's why I'll take Michigan. Oh, and because they're at home as well. But it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Ole Miss is undefeated. Surely they'll beat Auburn tomorrow at home. Georgia's undefeated. They play Vandy at home. They should win that. Yeah. But another matchup of unbeatens, number three, Bama at number six, Tennessee. Who's leaving with their first loss of the year? And I'm already rolling my eyes because I already know who you're going to pick here. Well, I told you way back in the summer that Tennessee was going to beat Alabama you this year. You said they could beat Alabama, which I was like, okay. Um, I'm, I'm picking them to pull the upset. Unbelievable. I think, I think it's going to happen. I think Alabama has been farting around too much this year. They haven't looked good, haven't looked um, like themselves. I don't know what uh, Bryce Young's status is coming into the football game. If they have to play a backup, that's definitely going to factor in. Hinden Hooker is an absolute stud. Tennessee's better defensively than they've been given credit. Um, I think that atmosphere is going to be absolutely insane. I think Tennessee pulls it off, man. And you're paying no attention whatsoever to the massive mental edge that Alabama has over it's Tennessee. True. And it's I true. believe in that. It's a factor, and it's going to show up tomorrow. Uh, the spread's Do you even believe Bama in it whenever Yikes. Tennessee's undefeated? Is that mental I believe edge still in that, I believe in it more when it's a big game like this. Okay. When there's pressure on Tennessee to win the game, I, I actually believe in it more. So I'll say Tennessee gets handed their first loss of the year. But they're good. They're good. There's I, I, I will not take that away from them. Uh, there's a Tennessee's step. really good. Look at you. Yes. That's a step it in the right direction, Tyler. It is a step. Just like they've taken a step in the right direction. Oklahoma State and TCU, another battle of unbeatens on Saturday. Dang, it's it's a good slate. Um, I'll, I'll take TCU to walk out 6-0 and instead of Oklahoma State. And I'm doing wow. it because of the way Max Duggan is playing. And, dude, I'm a believer in what TCU has at the skill positions. And not just wide yeah. receiver, man. they got a couple really nice backs, too. Uh, full agreement from me on that. Uh, I think TCU wins the football game. I think 
their offense is going to push Oklahoma State into a territory that they don't want to be in. That's whenever they have to be incredibly aggressive. Uh, that's whenever Spencer Sanders has made the most mistakes uh, in his career. But he has played really good. Would not shock me if Oklahoma State was able to pull it off. But I'm taking TCU the hot right now, man. Uh, Clemson 6-0. and They're undefeated. Top four team in the country. They're at Florida State. Is Clemson going to get dealt uh, its first loss of the year in the Doak? No, I don't think so. But I was kind of shocked that this spread was as tight as it was with just a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. Um, DJ's quietly started to play better football here in the past few weeks. 14 yeah, touchdowns, two picks. Everyone got behind FSU with their start to the season. Um, you know, they went on that little winning streak, but they've lost two straight. They lost to Wake. They lost to NC State. Um I just I don't think that they have the firepower quite yet to uh, to stay on the field with Clemson. I don't think Clemson is a finished product by any stretch, but I could kind of see this as built up as a big game, ABC night game. Uh, I think Clemson might roll by a couple scores here, yeah, like seventeen points, and it never really feels like that it's it's in doubt. I, I could see that type uh, of performance from Clemson. Um, last one. Oh God, we need this one. Need this one as a fan base. USC is undefeated, six and zero. They're at 20th ranked Utah. I was, uh, man, I was just so sure that Utah was going to win this game by 21 points before, before the year. And maybe they will, but I'm a lot more nervous about the Utes winning in Salt Lake tomorrow than I was before the year. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Utah is 4-2, and two, right? They're, they're coming off uh, a loss to the University of California, Los Angeles. And... They're a favorite over the number six undefeated USC Trojans um, coming to their place. So I think that's pretty interesting. I think Utah is like their toughness, their physicality, I think gives them the edge in this game. I think the other thing is, um, you know, Caleb Williams is the bigger playmaker. But Cam Rising is the more experienced player. Uh, you know what you get from him a little bit more. Statistically, they're pretty close to one another so far this year. Uh, Cam Rising's a little bit more efficient, but um, I, I'm t- taking Utah to win the game. Really, really tight. think it's going to be incredibly close, I think it's but I think Utah pulls too. it off. Yeah, Utah in a high-scoring game. I'll take Utah by a touchdown. Probably going to be a very entertaining game. Uh, neither, I mean, it's not an undefeated matchup, but Iowa State's at 3-3. Three and three. At Texas, four and two, really interesting spot for UT. They they've got some momentum that they haven't had in quite some time. What's Iowa State, zero and three so far in the conference? Their yeah. offense is not very good. I just maybe Texas doesn't roll by twenty eight, but I think they probably win by two scores, maybe you know fourteen to seventeen points in that range. Uh, this is a game where I think Texas actually uh, destroys Iowa State. Um, my, you know, this is not some proclamation on how good Texas is, but I just think in this situation, Iowa State's on the ropes right now, man. Yeah, they and, are. And everyone makes fun of Iowa's offense, and for good reason. And Iowa State's not that bad, but they're pretty—they're not good offensively. At least they haven't been no. so far this year. Nope. 
Nope, that's, uh, what that's true. Hunter Upper Deckers has, what, three touchdowns and three picks and three Big 12 games this year and only four passes of more than 20 yards in his two road games? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, especially considering he's got uh, the leading receiver in the, in the conference by a huge margin. He's got 57 receptions. The next closest is like 35. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton at West Virginia. So, yeah, um, give me Texas and give me Texas big. But I'm still not – like I'm seeing these Big 12 quarterback rankings – where it's got like Quinn Ewers at number three, like right behind Jalen Daniels and Max Duggan. It's okay. Hey, it, at some point I might say, yes, he's the third or even better than that best quarterback in the Big 12. I got to see a little bit more than playing against the OU defense to, to get there. Got a little bit more to prove to me. He's going to be You're talking about Quinn Duggan? Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Quinn Ewers. Um, yeah. No, I agree. We we made life about as easy oh as we possibly could. I don't think could. you broke a sweat. And yeah, for for a young quarterback, Iowa State is like it's an accident waiting to happen. Like, I don't know how good of a game that Quinn Ewers necessarily has, but I think Texas is going to be able to overwhelm them with talent. I yeah, I think I, I would just tell Quinn Ewers not to throw a Brock Purdy like interception moving forward like he did last Saturday at the Cotton Bowl. Mm. Because that's kind of what yeah. that was. That was brutal, and um, we couldn't make him pay for it, unfortunately. It's like he pulled the pin on a grenade and, like, <laughs> threw it out of a foxhole. Seriously. <laughs> right? Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Didn't matter, though. Did not matter. Is that it? Uh, well, I mean, it's like if you care about Syracuse being undefeated, which came out of nowhere. Um, I know. And, you know, they got NC State, who's reeling a little bit. I um, think Syracuse probably gets that, that win there. It did come out of nowhere, but their offense is, is ripping it right now. Bunch of really good football games this week, man. Really good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. couple of segments left on a Friday here from Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. New location right outside the Warren Theater. A lot of the old favorites off of the menu are here. Plus, they got happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, $1.50 off all domestic beers. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. Do you or your loved ones need health insurance? Call the insurance experts at Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison have over 75 years of combined experience and their team wants to ensure you that they have systems. 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Experts say it takes 10,000 hours to master a skill, but you don't have to be a master to get started. 
At More Norman Tech, our hands-on training gets you on the right track right now with dozens of programs to fit your future. It takes hard work to turn a hobby into your hire. So get to it. Your success story is a lot closer than you think. More Norman Tech, powered by Career Tech. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. Taking you home on a football Friday, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Keep those texts coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. It's time to fill up that stat sheet, brought to you by Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and exit 125, just 20 minutes from OKC, a little drive to big savings. Uh, Before we uh, really get into this segment, tell me this. Will OU fill up the stat sheet defensively more than they have since their trip to Lincoln? Will OU record a stat in the stat sheet tomorrow against KU? Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Love to hear it. Needed to hear it, honestly. Really they're needed gonna to hear fumble it. The, they're going to fumble the snap, dive on it, and we'll get a tackle for loss for that. Well, you'll miss two tackles before, and then you'll tackle it. But <laughs> yes. Come on. Come on. Too harsh. Yeah, I think we I, I think we got an opportunity to to create some big plays defensively. Um, it's going to be difficult though, man. I'm telling you, their offense is it's tough. It's unique. It's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it with all the movement. They're going to hit on some big. I'll just tell you right now, they're going to hit on some big plays. Yeah, um, filling up the stat sheet has. And it's been interesting in the past because you don't know necessarily who's going to be their leading rusher. And I, I guess technically we don't know tomorrow. But it feels like Eric Gray is going to be your leading rusher and Marvin Mims is going to be your leading wide receiver. Do you see it any other way than that? I'll give you first crack at this thing if you do. I do not. That would be the two that I pick. I mean, there's got to be concerted effort to feed the stud Marvin Mims after what it's been like the last couple of games without Dylan Gabriel. Uh, I feel like he's barely touched the ball after he fumbled that opening uh, possession against Texas Christian. So I think there's there's going to be a big effort to get Mims the ball. I think he'll be the leading receiver. And Eric Gray, has just he's been the most consistent. He's been trustworthy. Um, you know, he's, he's stayed healthy. Marcus Major's been a little banged up. Um, now, I... I could see kind of what we saw early in the season that maybe Marcus Major is the guy that finishes off some drives if they get down in the deep red zone. But as far as yards and touches, Eric Gray. Yeah. Uh, for Marvin Mims in the stat sheet, I'll say, what I say, 11 targets earlier. I'll say he has eight catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. One of those is going to come on a uh, nice 40-yard bomb for a TD. Man, I hope so. I hope so. We need him. 
we got to be able to stretch the field, man. That's the most critical thing. You got to change the way that they're calling uh, plays on the other side. We just have not been able to do that recently with with Dylan Gabriel out. So that threat absolutely has to be there. And not only did we not have the threat of the pass, we also didn't have the threat of the quarterback running the football either. So it was kind of a, a double whammy there. I, I think things are going to open up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, if not Mims, Jaleel Farouk, your leading receiver tomorrow. You want to oh, Drake Stoops? I don't know. Braden Willis has been a factor in the uh, in the passing game. There's some Braden option Willis outside is, Mims. He's caught a couple of, of big plays, but I I would I'd probably go with Mims. Or my second option is DJ Graham. <laughs> DJ Graham, yeah, he did confirm today that he's moving to wide receiver. Oh my God, what, so are, what a story that would be if he's your second leading receiver tomorrow. Oh, jeez. What number is game. he going to wear? I, I, I mean, I. How many like Braden Willis is out there with the offense the majority of the time? Nineteen, no idea. Yeah, I don't know. He's got to change though. He, you know, just absolutely has to change. But you know that'll be that'll be nice to see him out there. I don't know how much time he'll he'll see on the field, but I wouldn't expect it to be a whole bunch right out of the gate. Whenever you just switch sides, but they may get him out there some. Um, I don't know. Hey, I, I'm open for anything right now that can create a spark. Yeah, and I, he's I, an athletic kid. They they recruited him to do both. So, for the sake of this segment, I just hope the offense is a lot better tomorrow. Or the next time we do this before the Iowa State game, we're going to be doing filling up the stat sheet. Brought to you by Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, and talking about how many punts in uh, inside the twenty that Michael Turk's going to have. <laughs> <laughs> Turk's going to be filling up the stat sheet for sure. Oh, I no. think you'll have five inside the 20 this week. What do you think, guys? It's going to be a big day offensively. I believe that. Now, I, I do think we're going to be in a shootout. I think this is going to be a, a game with a, a bunch of points scored. Yeah. So. Well, and you and I, I, I mean, we haven't, at least you haven't, given a final score at any point this week. I'm going to guess that you're picking OU. I'm picking OU in a very close game. But I guess that in itself will be a stress reliever. But I don't think that you're going to feel – I think you're going to feel some stress throughout this game tomorrow. Unfortunately, no you know. I mean, high-scoring game, that means some bust defensively. That means you give up some plays, some drives, some touchdowns. Like, I wish this was going to be a relaxing experience tomorrow. I just don't necessarily see it that way. Does, does 38-31 qualify as high-scoring? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think anything in the high 30s qualifies as that. I don't know, that, that's really close, though. That's kind of the line if it's not. Right. I think that's about where it's going to be. Game played in the 30s. So. Mm. Come on, defense. We just need a couple of critical stops. Defend the run. Like, the, the biggest thing is going to be stopping the run, man. If you don't stop the run against them, they're just going to absolutely turn your lights out with the play action. Everyone will get all enamored with all of the movement and, you know, the different looks, the triple option looks that you get. When I say triple option, what I mean by that is they run zone read and the quarterback will keep it on the zone read and as he's running, 
and attacking the edge, there's also a bubble that's being run out on the outside, and he'll throw the bubble. You know, and so it's it's not like option as in he's pitching it like a option football. He throws the bubble way out on the outside. Whenever if your overhang players attack too quickly, after he's running it, he'll just pull it out, and throw it out to the outside. It's it's uh it's pretty incredible how they do it. We talked about how the effort hasn't been because that's just an easy thing to say. You've lost three games. Oh, they're not playing hard. Well, I don't think that's necessarily been the case or the reason why they've lost three consecutive games. Do you worry about the attitude coming out tomorrow? I, I don't, and, and really why I ask that is to ask, or kind of say this really is, I think we're going to know everything we need to know about tomorrow in the first two to three series of the game. How game this team is, yeah. how it's going to go. Like we keep talking about fast start, fast start, fast start. Well, I think, I think the first eight to ten minutes of the game is going to tell us kind of everything we need to know about what kind of day it's going to be. Well, I, I don't I don't have any worries about the way they come out of the tunnel, but I have worries about how they answer the bell if you know the defense is out there first, or let's just say offense is out there first and they three and out, punt it and Kansas goes down the field and scores a touchdown. I have a real worry about how they respond to that type of start because yeah. that's what we've seen here recently. Um, I that. That definitely concerns me. But out of the tunnel, I mean, there's no excuse to not have a ton of energy to try and go out there and end this losing Especially streak. when you're going right. to be in the intro video. I agree. Good point. Oh, my God. Let's hope not. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap the day up next here from Toby Keith. I love this bar and grill. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. What do you call a sales event so big with so much inventory and such great savings that it scares the competition and it's only at Seth Wadley Ford in Paul's Valley? Well, it's a of a sales event. Where did that come from? Brandon, this sales event's kind of scaring me. The competition needs to be scared because we have over 10 million in truck inventory. Whether it's gas or diesel, work truck or four-wheel drives, in fact, we carry any maker model of truck or SUV, and we still have the state's largest new truck inventory. The other guys are scared to carry that amount of inventory like we do here in Paul's Valley. Here's what else scares the other guys. We're low.